In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gaspacho police. Oh my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamarez. And I'm Bridget Schwartz. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the ever-growing group chat to process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. We have so much news today, so wanted to gather, wanted to gather a big, a big squad. You know, I said, I said before we got on the mic that um, Gen Z is an audience that we have to capture. <laughs> so Bridget's just going to sit here and listen. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they they with their wide legged pants. Uh, <laughs> I'm here with my Gen Z opinions, Bridget. I feel like you have a millennial millennial friendly style. I think so. I think it's because my siblings are millennials. So <laughs> you have millennials in your life. Yeah, some of my best friends are millennials. <laughs> uh, first of all, welcome back, Millie Tamara's pioneer woman, back yes. from the West. Yeah, you do. I was on the Oregon Trail. <laughs> oh man, it's so crazy. I was just like, I was in Seattle. I was in the Bay Area. I was in Oregon. I was like, America's so wow. big. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't believe this is still America. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so crazy and big and different and beautiful and blah blah blah. Um, yeah, you did like a 10 day trip with trains, but in America. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Seattle, Portland to Seattle is a good train. You know me, I'm a public transportation gal. Mm -hmm. Listen, I got around Portland. I took the bus as much as I could. Very convenient. Every 10 minutes. Very easy. Portland's great. Um, Seattle's beautiful. And then I watched the perfect movie. Uh, between to fly from from Seattle to New York, which was what? Sleepless in Seattle. Of oh, course. Oh. I was like, what movie? And then it's like, oh, the movie. That's such main character energy. Before. I had never seen it before. And I'll say I was going to text the least, but I forgot to, that I also watched Fantastic Beats. Beats. <laughs> Fantastic um, Beats is a different movie. Bad. It's actually <laughs> really good. <laughs> no, I watched Fantastic Beasts. The first one, but I the whole time I'm like, am I missing a movie? Because I feel like I don't understand what the fuck is going on. And I feel like everyone's talking about characters you don't see. So I'm like, I'm clearly missing a movie. And let me tell you something. Johnny Depp was in the last one minute mm-hmm. of the fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, the, he was in the last minute and he was terrible. And as uh, Ezra Miller was in mm-hmm. it. Yes. And Shit. he plays a mentally disturbed me like crazy boy and i'm like are they yeah, like- the, uh, the ocurial or whatever where like his magic has turned inward and it can explode out at any time are you serious? what Dumbledore's <laughs> sister was <laughs> guess what 
Ezra killed it. I'm like, yep, they play a really good. Let me tell you, they play a really good fucking <laughs> crazy villain that's unhinged. Yeah, mentally disturbed wizard that's like. Um, <laughs> I'm like, jawline's killing. And also, I'm it terrified. is striking. I'm a little hot. I'm a little turned on right now. Mm-hmm. Not okay, but they know. Listen, they book. I'm just I saying. I am surprised that we haven't seen a headline yet that's like Ezra Miller stabs elderly woman with jaw like it is oh, sharp yeah. as hell it is real sharp that's a sharp jaw listen you know me i love a sharp jaw i mean uh, who doesn't i've never i've never heard a, a gal say you know what i love on a on a person a weak chin, a weak chin. <laughs> i mean the jaw is so strong that warner brothers will stake literally <laughs> everything upon it they said the uh-huh. foundation of this jaw can weather any storm. Yes. Dominican bad girl, fuck off. Strong, no. strong jaw. Strong jaw, violent. Actor person. Actor no person. problem. We, uh, Writing anyway. with mirrors on blood. We love to see it. We love to see it. Oh. Smacking someone in the face for singing shallow <laughs> in karaoke. Millie, we, did you, I can't remember. Did you miss the whole raid? I can't remember if we've talked to you about the raid Did yet. I miss it? I think I did. I don't I think know. I was, we might have touched I mean, on it. We talk so much. Yeah, you guys talk so much. It's all the yapping. Can't yeah. believe you have listeners. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, I was, uh, I was listening. I was on it. Uh-huh. Um, so, so crazy. Um, did you see, uh, what Eric Trump, did you talk about Eric Trump taking a selfie in no. the truth social studios where he shared the Wi-Fi password that also is in the same fucking Mar-a-Lago thing. So now people have access to the Wi-Fi that has like, where the president Probably screenshots <laughs> of the nuclear codes. Oh yeah, Lord. exactly. Dumbass. It's all too much. It really is all Watch too Trump, much. Trump like release the nuclear codes on like a be real post. Like, oh, it's just gonna <laughs> Where am I right now? Reviewing my classified documents. <laughs> and you know what? And let me tell you something. This is why we have Gen Z on the podcast. Because have we ever had a be real joke on Butch's that, set I before? Think that's the first mention of be real. And wow. you know, and and now we have our Gen Z correspondent. Uh-huh. Um, glad I could contribute. Glad telling us. You know what, Donald Trump? He's on be real. See, my, my <laughs> thoughts are that he would sort of pull a Kathy Griffin and that instead he's going to comment on his family members' Instagram posts. The nuclear codes are this. Please conceal them. You should just pull up Ramona and invite everyone to put the link to the nuclear codes on an Instagram store <laughs> and have everyone RSVP. Oh, there are so many ways. There are so many options. Okay. Importantly, we have to start. I, I have data that shows me we have New York listeners. You can't hide. I know where you are. I know you follow us on Instagram. Today, you should vote. Go vote. These races are rarely this competitive, which is good news for democracy. That's how it's supposed to work because that means your vote really, really matters. So we're going to talk about some Manhattan races today because these are just the ones that have been kind of in the national headlines. Donald Trump tried to meddle. Speaking of Donald, he tried to meddle. I'm curious if you guys thought this was funny. In one of New York's congressional races, he mockingly endorsed Dan Goldman. He is the lawyer who argued for Trump's first impeachment. He worked for House Democrats. He, Dan Goldman, we remember. I didn't think he was terrible to look at. However, I didn't know that he was a kind of anti-abortion heir to the Levi Strauss fortune at the time. But he is. Did you know this? 
They and he also invests in he also invests in a gun manufacturer, so he like makes money off of the sale of AR-15s. Awesome. But he's the Levi Strauss heir? Is that really necessary? Wait, there's a there's a Dan Strauss member of the Seattle City Council that's also like whatever. And then there's Dan <laughs> Famously. Goldman. No, but like there's like two Dan's. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. There's it's enough. It's enough. I, so he's not like I guess he has some sort of a quotes where he's like, Well, I'm personally not into abortion, but I would never like, you know. I would never impose, but you know what? We're past that. We're past that. That's not allowed anymore. Right. He is running against. He was hot. I thought, then, I don't know. Maybe it was, no. I thought he was hotter during impeachment. He looks so milquetoast that he, you know, he's into some freaky shit is all I'm going to say. Like some Mormon bitch shit. Definitely. Anyway. Well, that is usually what tanks Democrats, right? It's just kinks. It's not actual. He is running against more progressive candidates, including this is the race where he's running against Mondaire Jones, Carlina Rivera, and Yuli New in York's 12th congressional district. This is the one that got really fucked up by like redistricting. And technically, I think this should have been like Mondaire Jones's to to have to keep. He wouldn't have been keeping his existing seat, but I believe it like the way it was redrawn, this made most sense. But Sean Patrick Maloney, uh, decided to run in this district as well. And he runs campaign fundraising for Democrats. So this uh, is kind of like an interesting, or he ended up running in a district that Mondaire was gonna. So he had to switch around. Anyway, Rondaire Jones, I said this before, it got fucked by the entire process. This is a super competitive primary of a lot of really great candidates. This is one that Bill de Blasio was like, I can see I'm not wanted here. Yeah, okay, Bill. <laughs> if I was Bill, Bill should be trolling like Eric Adams. I, totally. That's clearly his job. Like that clearly he should be the senior that graduates high school and uh, walks around like the perimeter of campus being like, our senior year was better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it like? Um, Ryan Reynolds in the national lampoons or like college, <laughs> whatever the fuck shit. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what Bill needs to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that thing? I think one of the last stories before I went on vacation was that Trump endorsed, was it two Eric's or was two it two Eric's. Dan's? Oh, two okay. Eric's. Cause I'm Stunning. like, that's pretty funny if he's yeah, like, we, I loved that. But no, no, no. But I'm like, oh, I thought it was Dan, but it was two Eric's. But I was like, no, it would no, be funny he endorsed if just- Dan too, Millie. He also got into this. He kind of like mockingly endorsed him, I think, earlier this week, which to kind of be like, haha. And then I did. He said, Dan Goldman has a wonderful future ahead. And he was like, I we disagreed on this, but I think he'd be great. And then I did see some of Dan Goldman's opponents say Trump endorsed Dan Goldman. So it seems like he really did meddle. I thought that he was endorsing him just because his name is Dan. Uh, <laughs> but gotcha. yeah, no, Trump is evil. And also Dan is a dick. Dan is a dick. We, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. I'm really interested to see the other, the other one that people will be watching is uh, New York's 10th congressional district. This one has two incumbents, two like pretty powerful incumbents in the house, Carolyn Maloney and Jerry Nadler facing off. Basically, they used to like Carolyn Maloney used to basically represent the Upper East Side exclusively. Now they're the West Side. The way redistricting worked is they're basically they're they're combined in a way now. So only one of them, only one of them, only one of them can stay. Jerry Nadler seems to have gotten a lot of like progressive endorsements, but there are also some other progressive candidates running, some younger candidates running. So I'm curious to see if Nadler's gonna end up splitting the progressive vote with them. And maybe that helps Maloney come out on top. But I don't think we're like losing any. <laughs> it's they're too old. They're like they're they're the same people, but two different. They're you know, the same genre of people in two slightly different colors of beige. 
Yeah, I've seen yeah, like, but it's Upper East Side, Upper West Side, baby. That's what it is. Yeah, famous, famous, famous rivalry. They've been like being like mean to each other. <laughs> like it's gotten they really have spicy the way they've been attacked. Like she's been saying that he's like falling asleep at campaign events, and like I think she said that he was on the edge of death. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> and Another then he's real like, pulling Elisa Rena. Kim is yeah. near death. And then he also like hasn't been like doing many campaign things because he, I think, at the last one he tripped over a subway grate, and then someone on her campaign said that he lost consciousness, and he's like, "No, <laughs> I just tripped." But he like oh, hasn't no. been outside. It so. sounds like they're being ages to each other. Yeah. Yeah. This is like only murders in the building kind <laughs> <Yes>. of <laughs> yeah. old people beef. <laughs> it really is. Well, originally she got, originally I remember like a couple of weeks ago, people were mad at her because she posted a picture of like them together. And this wasn't even adversarial, but it, it was at like a, first of all, it was at like a pro Israel fundraiser, I think. And <laughs> <laughs> could not think of something more right. Upper East Side, Upper West Side. <laughs> right. Truly, you guys, literally every single apartment on my floor has a mezuzah on it. It's the craze. I've never seen anything like it. Literally, when I was, I was like, you really need to not just let anybody up to the 15th floor because we are vulnerable up there. It is all of us. Anyway, that is the rivalry. I think, we're, oh, originally it was a picture. And then uh, Nather was like straight up asleep in the picture. And she was like guilted into taking it down. But it seems to have finally escalated. It's just like mutual elder abuse. All, half of the congressional campaign. <laughs> it is just kind of funny that like, I... In New York tried to be like, okay, well, we'll gerrymander then for us. And then it turned out horrible. And like it made all <laughs> it made all these like Democrats who weren't fighting have to be fighting now. The districts are all crazy. And it's just, I don't know, it feels very indicative of like we tried to like play the shitty game. Ours, and then actually like we just ended up being held accountable and all the districts had to be redrawn. And it's like I think also, and I am not exactly fully informed on this, but I just saw a headline that I believed is that this is also partially somehow Cuomo's fault, which is just like oh, an I'm extra. Sure. Yeah, I absolutely. Think it's Cuomo's fault, it even after he um, think. I also say in um, Jerry Nadler's defense, campaign campaign things are boring. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. He's just not being bothered. He's just not being bothered. It's like give me money so I can fucking whatever. I, I'm just glad. I feel like this primary season has stretched. Like, how no. is this? How is it almost September? We get no time off. Like, once like September, like September eighth comes is when I don't know. That's when I'm going on. That's when I'm going all in. And this is all I'm going to be talking about or thinking about for two months. But as we'll discuss later in the show, according to Mitch McConnell, Democrats have the Senate on lock. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click 
gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. But before that, I want to talk about some some global uproar over the Finnish prime minister. This story started circulating over the weekend and then got picked up earlier this week. So Sana Marin is a 36-year-old prime minister of Finland. She has been pretty successful in that role. And that's important. If she were like, if she were failing at this, that would be relevant to what we're going to discuss. But my impression, I've seen lots of headlines during her tenure that said she's doing a very good job with her like majority female team. Last week, supporters of her political opponents basically made up this narrative that she was on drugs and acting inappropriately and elite video of her dancing with friends. She said her response to this was that she was obviously really annoyed that someone had leached the video because clearly this was somebody like at the small gathering that leaked the video, but she maintained she did nothing wrong. She was just celebrating boisterously with friends. I posted this on our stories over the weekend and I was like, oh, she said sorry for partying because that's like a meme. And several mm-hmm. people that I, I checked their generation, they were like, she didn't apologize. And I was like, no, I, I know. It's just like a, a thing people say. So never mind. Yeah, we, it's it's a meme. Uh, never mind. Just move <laughs> yeah. forward. Yeah. Yeah. No, not, every, tap. not everyone's terminally online like all of us. So. Fair enough. <laughs> but she did say she was celebrating boisterously with friends. So Finnish tabloids suggested she was playing musical chairs with men's laps. I just read some of them were like, she was on every man's lap and Northern <laughs> European pundits. This is the first time they've come up on this show wondered aloud if this behavior was unbecoming of a prime minister. Uh, so basically they manufactured this. I mean, the, the, the videos were out there. If you watch them, like I, I thought 
they were like, she's probably on drugs. Before I watched the video, I thought it was going to be kind of crazy. She's just dancing silly. She's just being silly. Like making like TikTok videos. Right. Can you imagine dancing so offbeat? And like, <laughs> that's like, she's on drugs. Something's wrong with her. She's not fit to lead. She's <laughs> Meanwhile, she's just doing the Elaine. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is what I was thinking is like, after this, you know, obviously it came, all these Finnish women started posting videos of themselves dancing as kind of like an act of defiance. And I just instantly, I instantly said to Bridget, I was like, oh, I fear we as white women do not have the rhythm for this resistance. I do not know if this is our fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, they're all on drugs. <laughs> it's brave to post a video of you dancing badly. I watched some of the videos that people were posting in <laughs> solidarity. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> okay, girlies. <laughs> cool. But um, I mean... It's, you know, uh, they say dance like nobody's watching and then um, you do it and the video turns out they were watching all along, weren't they? The ball was coming from inside the house. Mm-hmm. God is watching. God was upset <laughs> and was like, I'm leaking this shit. Um, it's just true because no, nobody ever wondered if Michelle Obama was on drugs when she was dancing. She yeah, because she's you normally. Know, when like, she did that, listen, let me tell you something. She did that fucking um, let everyone move Beyonce thing with those kids in that school, mm-hmm. and that bitch did not miss an eight count. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> also, so Finnish fiddling could never. Also, this no. is why this is why the UK is no longer in the EU because. Because they're talking about she's unfit to think. Meanwhile, up and down that fucking, what is it called? What's the White House in? Downing Street. Downing Street. Up and down Downing Street. These motherfuckers yeah. are doing cocaine. <laughs> it's, it's like green eggs and ham under the dryer <laughs> on the mantle. I would not do it here or there. They would do it everywhere. Oh, and yeah. these this girl's badly like yeah. gyrating and people are like freaking right. out. Right, I did also, see someone. So I was just gonna say, like, she's thirty six years old. Right. Yeah, she's dancing at the club sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. that's what you. We, we need more of this. We and don't, she's doing a good job. Like, if she were failing yeah. at this, and we were like, well, well, fuck. Like, also the thing is, like, Boris Johnson was having coke parties when when people were dropping dead. Like, by I believe, I'm sure there are plenty of criticisms of any government, but I think people are pretty happy with how she's doing. Like, yeah. I think people just can't handle that a woman. You know, obviously, if you listen to yesterday's episode, we talked to Ali Vitelli wrote a book about this they cannot handle that a woman could be listen she's she's hot that she can be like beautiful and also like perfectly capable they can't handle that she could have that kind of range so it's not she has like a social life or something because i'm trying to think back to like men like analogous men right and i'm like for dancing i don't think and I can think of a male leader who's got like male leaders who get a party boy reputation are like Rob Ford in Toronto, where he's like, yeah, I smoke crack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was smoking crack in office. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I miss him a little bit. Cause now his brother is 
the head of Ontario. So it's like, <laughs> well, oh my, he, my favorite thing was like, somebody accused him of like going down on one of his employees. And he's like, <laughs> he looks at his wife and he's like, I got plenty to eat at home. Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't even an employee. It was that he like, he like had had an affair with a sex worker and it came out and then he said that and he was yep. like, that makes like, it's fine. Oh God. Yeah, that Bridget is also our Canadian correspondent. If you didn't know, <laughs> oh yes, yeah, um, I listened to a whole podcast about Rob Ford recently, just because I was like, I want to relive it. Yeah, it was great. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it was a wild ride. Remember when he spoke patois like Jamaican? That was yeah, a did, viral man. thing. Um, but what I was going to say now, you tell me, I could be getting my European countries mixed up. Is this the same prime minister that found out she had COVID in the club? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. that's the there's, there's, This is. I want to be like. I want to be fair about this because this is definitely like she likes to party for sure, yeah, and of she course. Who she has she has in the past been like shit. Sorry, like they couldn't catch me. I I should not have done this. So she I had I her think phone with, off in the club. Right. I think with Santa Marin, it's important to say like. As you said, like trying at least trying to think of a time where a man was not punished for something similar. I don't think we can necessarily think of parallels. I think it's just we hypothetical. We have to think like, would a man be? Would there be so much uproar if like a guy was like a man was sort of just being silly in a video? Uh, maybe not. I mean, I saw a tweet yesterday that was um, someone from I'm not sure where they're from, but in the tweet it said like everyone's getting all like pressed over this video of Sana Marin having a bit of a bop. And then it's like, and here's a video of Boris Johnson dancing that no one like gave two shits about. And it's like, right. the worst thing is that he's not dancing nearly as well. Right. Not There's also a video well. Bush dancing with George Bush dancing with Vladimir Putin. We should post that one. Oh my God. Wait, hold on. Did you see that George Bush is teaching a master class in leadership? Yes. <laughs> 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 leadership no uh, one has what? benefited from the memory hole that trump created more than anyone associated Say with that. the bush administration totally. and george w bush he was about to have to be disgraced for life and now he's a painter with a master class mm-hmm Splitting candies with Michelle. And Cheney. I don't understand. We, we think Cheney. Right? Wow. Pride. Dignity. Uh, courage. Jesus Christ. It's crazy. The it's laundry crazy. for these people. Yeah. Geez, like, oh, so, oh, my God. People are like. <laughs> Welcome back. Ugh. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I think this there this week also. So this off this prompted, you know. Whenever there's a minor scandal, people are going to come forward with evidence of of maybe more of that behavior. So there were new pictures from July that began circulating, showing two well-known female influencers. I don't know if they're well-known. I'm trusting the Finnish tabloid on this one. Kissing each other and covering their bare breasts with a Finland sign. And this picture was taken at the prime minister's official residence in Helsinki. Mm. So... I think that Sana Marin is definitely more of a party girl than I am. I am trying not to be, <laughs> I am trying not to be like culturally insensitive. Maybe this, maybe Finnish people just like love, loved, but it's fine. I mean, European people are different about nipples. Maybe, maybe it's fine. Yeah. So she did apologize for this. She did not technically apologize for the partying, but she said that picture was not appropriate. I apologize for it. 
But then she added that kind of picture should not have been taken, but otherwise nothing extraordinary happened at the get together. She says this a lot. Nothing else, nothing extraordinary <laughs> happened at the get together, which I, which is true, which is true. But it does beg the question. I need to know what the standard of extraordinary is for a Santa Marin party. <laughs> Because right, she could say, right. yeah, nothing strange happened, but it's or like nothing out of the ordinary happened, but I need to know more about the ordinary <laughs> status. She was there when they, because I'm like, maybe they just house sat. And she, <laughs> and Santa was like, okay, whatever. You guys did this while I was not home. Yeah. Sounds like I'm she not was sure. There. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe she was having a house party and it's hard to keep track of what everybody, totally. you know, those things can get out of control and it's hard yeah. to keep track. <laughs> On January 6th, there was a, there was a rager and I believe people took some things home. Well, <laughs> and guess what? And guess what? They're going to the Renaissance yes! fair. That was my, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad we arrived at this. That, the, one of the women that the person that took Nancy Pelosi's laptop has gotten permission to be released from house arrest to go to the Pennsylvania uh, Renaissance fair. And I was chatting to somebody who said they like new stuff about her. She is nuts. She has had a lot of weird iterations. There are people that, uh, I mean, that die in jail for crimes they didn't commit. And this woman is gets to go to the Renaissance Fair. People can go to like funerals, like family funerals, because they're in jail. And this girl's going to the fucking Renaissance Fair. Although Ren Fair and PA, that's just gonna be wild. But <laughs> I'll also say really quickly, Santa doesn't need to stop partying. She needs new friends. Her yeah. friends keep leaking shit. And guess what? They all need B reels or I don't know what, but they're 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 fucking well plus. Finland is like one of the happiest countries in the world. It also has one of the lowest COVID death rates. They also like just joined the EU. Like she's done a huge amount while partying. So like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we should be impressed. Yeah. And she's one of the youngest, uh, like prime ministers or like world leaders, like currently or ever. So like, I feel like women should know that they can run for office party, have a social life, also take on a global pandemic and join the EU and like be super successful and have a really happy country. I was just going to say, she's like that girl in college where it's like, you see her at every party. She's always out. She's always got shots. She's doing shots of like Burnett's vanilla. You're like, girl, you don't, <laughs> what is going on with you? And then suddenly when you graduate, she's Dean's list. She's walking yeah. first. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yep. Not Yeah. Right. If she's just not, she's not fulfilling what we, I mean, girl boss has now been villainized, which is its own thing, but she's just not fulfilling what we want from girl bosses, which is to be frigid and over and like uptight and never allow themselves any indulgence at all. And it's like, relax. We would not care. Like there, I, I, there are certainly, I've read about, I don't, I can't name senators, but like people are known for like partying and going out and it's, it's fine as long as their shit is together. Mm. Madison Cawthorn says people are partying and staying. Right. That's what I was thinking of. (laughs) Yeah. And also, I mean, we have some congressmen who like to party with 17 year olds and pay them on Venmo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, where's who the, are in Congress, who are, are in Congress with in their Congress. six, with their six head, mm-hmm. uh, doing <laughs> their thing. Mm-hmm. 
So I wanted to kind of contrast this with another story this week, just in terms of like gendered reactions to things. But this, this really is worth its own conversation. WeWork founder Adam Newman, whose multi-billion dollar failure was the subject of multiple television series, is getting a $350 million second chance today or this week. More than that, actually, a venture capitalist is writing him a th- that $350 million check for his new, z- new housing venture called Flow. It is going to be that firm's biggest single check ever written to a new venture. It means the company is already valued at billion of dollars. So you would think that this person had like a pristine record of, of founding businesses. But, but if you've ever, if you've ever turned on any streaming, any streaming service, you will, you will maybe know a thing about Adam Newman. So the company that he's founding is called Flow and they aim to address the world's housing crisis with community driven rentals, which sounds a lot like we work. And as a refresher, WeWork was supposed to enter the stock market at a $47 billion valuation, but the moment investors bothered to ask a single question about what the shoeless man was saying, its value collapsed completely, business folded, called off its plans, they laid off 2,400 employees, and Newman was given $450 million just to fuck off. And now he is getting this massive God, second chance. I wish I chance. could fuck up so bad someone would give me $450 million to go away. I thought like he actually didn't get that money though. They just said that they, he was going to get it and then he just fucked off and then they're like, actually, fuck you. We're not giving it to you. Maybe. So maybe it was just offered it, but still yeah, he had but, done so much. He had fucked it up so badly by then. I'd love to get the offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we should be really inspired by this story to find whoever works at flow and, um, <laughs> or no, of whoever this venture capitalist is and, um, try to get them to be our sugar daddies. Obviously they don't care about money at all. They're looking <laughs> for things to spend. Mm-hmm. I need to get my nails done every week. So if anyone, yeah, <laughs> right. It seems like these people are looking to throw money away, at least at the end of it. If they gave, if they start giving Millie money for her to do her beauty things, you can at least send them like a selfie after and be like, look at this. Look how good I look. Look at my if braids. If you are looking look to invest <laughs> hundreds of millions into something that will benefit a single person, give it to Millie. Give yeah. it to me. I have, <laughs> listen, I got the laser, I, I got the lashes. better plans for housing than oh, yeah. this well, motherfucker. girl, how about we just fix NYCHA? Let's start there. Also, this, yeah, this investor is also like a NIMBY guy. Like he doesn't want housing in his backyard, but he'll give Adam Newman $350 million. So this is like, this isn't connected to Sanamarin. It's just crazy when you think about how hard it is for women and people of color and women of color. Uh, and queer founders to raise money. I mean, Sammy talks about this all the time. I don't want to say anything she wouldn't say, but it's just the standards are, it's crazy. It's maddening. It's insane that he could, it's a, it's a farce. It is a farce that this man could fuck up in such a symbolic way, like become the symbol. I, you know, and I saw Jared Leto played you. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Opposite Anne Hathaway. When you're so crazy that Jared Leto gets teeth implants to play you, you don't get a second chance at making a business. Well, and like people are so mad about these like private videos that leaked about Son Marin, and then it's like you had like four different like hundreds docu- of hours drama of series to watch to find out what this man did that was very publicly available to you, and, and still you decided no to give him millions of dollars. Yeah. Also, community dr- like. Community-based living? Like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, his whole thing is that he wants, like, living to be like a kibbutz or something. But it's like, 
okay, you have like six of your own private houses. Like, I just hate people who sell a dream that they would never do themselves. And it's like, if okay, if you were walking the walk and you built housing, for, you know, you have the money, turn one of your fucking apartments into community housing and let it be a commune or whatever. Because that's the, I like that was his whole thing with We Live. And that's what he wants to do probably with this. Um, yeah, just do it then. I want to see your proof of concept. But these guys, they don't, they want everyone else to live like plebes so that they can live like fucking assholes. Right. The, the, the proof that women founders have to have to get any money, to get any investment versus like when he has all of this evidence that he is not equipped to handle a business like this, it's a joke. <sighs> yeah. I wish someone would just give me money. Truly. Just give me money. Give me money. Well, just run for office as a Republican and then ask some some then ask the gun lobby. I think they have plenty but of But then sense. you have to hang out with them. I know. And oh, some of them could be cool. Most of them are not. Most of them are dangerous. Yeah, they're only bringing yeah. hunting. You're gonna get COVID like eight times. <laughs> like the I'll music hang out with, is like Lisa Burkowski, maybe. What music are they playing at these events? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm saying. Like these are not fun people. Most of the time. <laughs> we have one final story today about low-quality men. So Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has acknowledged that the Senate is likely to remain in Democratic control after the 2022 midterms. Now, whenever I say this, I get a little pinch because I don't want people to think that means all is well and you don't have to vote and you don't have to like really aggressively talk to everybody you know and make uncomfortable phone calls to people you don't know to ask them because that stuff's all good. That stuff's going to be key. Like that is assuming this happens, but it's... According to Mitch McConnell, the Senate is is not likely going to flip because of a number of factors. Okay, I feel like is this reverse psychology? So he thinks that we're comfortable because if everyone thinks if everyone thinks that Republicans are going to win, then everyone's going to show out. But if he's like Republicans are not going to win, then everyone's like, okay, I can stay home. And then you know, mm-hmm. the, yeah. I'm just like Mitch, Mitch McConnell. He plays chess. Yeah, they're also sounds- not spending. I mean, Bridget, didn't they pull a ton of spending too? They pulled like a ton of, I forget what the number was, but it was a lot in campaign like ad money. So like the Republican Senate committee isn't running campaign mm-hmm. ads for any. I mean, they're running them for some people, but in a lot of swing states, they're not. Yeah, I think um, they're like doubling down on J.D. Vance in Ohio, which is embarrassing that mm-hmm. that's what they think their best chance is. But mm-hmm. I think they're like, I think they're giving up on Dr. Oz, mm-hmm. um, which, yeah. Why? And then, Her- <laughs> <laughs> and then Herschel Walker is doing really badly as well. Not as badly as honestly he should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that he has been, I mean, I think they really, really thought they were going to get Pennsylvania and Georgia. And now they're like, fuck, we're not getting those. And we actually need to shore up all this other stuff. Um, my question is, or I guess I have two questions. Well, first, I'm like, Dr. Oz, of course, they have to stop like the crudetop budget for his campaign alone. Yeah. Um, the raw asparagus and guacamole budget is that he dips in salsa, the asparagus and, <laughs> and like salsa. just <laughs> broccoli that he did bag of carrots and salsa and guacamole. Um, but I'm just, okay. So, it, so 
Is the Senate going to, okay, so if the Senate remains in Democratic control, does that also mean that um, we'll have, like, Joe Manchin and, like, is that still going to be a thing if they lose Georgia and whatever? I think it depends. I'm not actually, it's a good question if the most likely odds, I think if the most likely odds are that it's going to fall 50-50 again, but obviously we can't lose the presidency. But um, I think North Carolina like looks good too, because North Carolina is another one where maybe it's not North Carolina. Is North Carolina the one where, no, North Carolina is the one where there's no incumbent. That's somebody that's retiring. And so that's always a little bit easier. North Carolina is definitely one of those states with a lot of young people and a lot of transplants who vote blue. They nominated, the Democratic Party nominated a black woman. She is one of our two chances to get a black woman in the Senate. I mean, Val Demings is pulling ahead. And yes, oh, which is really right. yes. exciting. That's so really those exciting. two, exciting yeah, those two are the ones where it's like, I think that like Ohio, who knows? It's looking like Pennsylvania. I don't know. Georgia, you're right. Like Georgia, I keep hearing is like, it's cr- crazy if Republicans don't win that. I'm like, but this guy said, let me quote what Herschel Walker said this week. This is just this week. He said about the Inflation Reduction Act's climate provisions, they're not helping you out because a lot of the money is going into trees. You know that, don't you? It's going into trees. We've got enough trees. Don't we have enough trees over here? That is what the candidate for Senate from Georgia said. You know, it's so crazy because literally there's there's like climate scientists, whatever, that say like black neighborhoods are always a few degrees hotter than white neighborhoods because they don't have enough, like as many trees. White neighborhoods have more trees than black neighborhoods. So fuck you. We don't have enough trees over here. We don't have enough trees, bitch. Plus like, I feel like people are saying that like the reason why, like why Republicans should win Georgia again. Cause like he's not, I don't, I don't know. They're saying that they should win Georgia again. I feel like partly because of gerrymandering, but like part of Mitch McConnell's reasoning is that gerrymandering doesn't help Republicans as much in Senate races because mm-hmm. they're statewide races. Oh yeah. And, and the point of this, which I forgot to say is that Mitch McConnell, the point of this is that Mitch McConnell sort of acknowledged the reason why they're probably going to lose the Senate as Bridget said is because Senate candidate quality matters more because these are statewide races. So the entire state you know, votes, votes for you. You can't choose your voters. The voters are the voters in the state, whereas house districts can't be gerrymandered. Basically, you know, your party has a role in deciding, choosing the voters that are going to vote for you. So I think that plays yeah. into to why he's concerned here. And Raphael Warnock won Georgia like just a year ago. So yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just funny to me, like, yeah, number one, he's basically admitting like, oh, yeah, well, we rig the maps in other places so that we can run any <laughs> lunatic that decides to get their name on a ballot. Hence, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Gates and Bobert and all these people. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I also feel like with the Herschel Walker situation, I do think that there's like an element of like Republicans own like racism biting them in the back a little bit because I feel like they were like, well, we, if we just run a black guy against Raphael Warnock, like that's all that it's about. That's all that they care about is they just want to vote for a black guy. And then it's like, you ran someone who doesn't know how many children he has. Um, <laughs> like he's constantly saying really fucked up stuff. Raphael Warnock is a reverend who like, legitimate, lo- like is actually like a really like wholesome individual represents the power of democracy and overcoming fascism 
Yeah, I feel like they tried to play this like simplistic game of like, well, we're just going to run a black guy against a black guy and they, these voters don't know up from down. And it's like, they actually <laughs> do. And like Raphael Warnock won. Yeah, because there's a large black population in Georgia that wanted to vote for him, but also because he's a good candidate. Yeah, I think that people, I think that Republicans, and I think this is probably, this is racist, they think, they probably think that Herschel Walker being black canceled out his pro-Trumpness because those, because that's how people vote. And that obviously is not what happened. Plus this guy is an idiot. So like the Republicans that they were hoping to get might not turn out. I think you're going to see more enthusiasm for Democrats because this guy has, you know, you could really, I don't really see the part. I mean, obviously Fetterman's doing a great job, but some of these candidates are saying, I mean, yesterday Ron Johnson, oh, that's the other one. Yesterday Ron Johnson said that he's not worried about same-sex marriage rights being reversed because unlike Roe, that would impact millions of people. <laughs> there are hundreds, what is he saying? That is the dumbest, I, they, the party needs to be blasting these out everywhere because the candidates are very, very low quality. And it's just... It's funny to imagine a a leader in any other field openly admitting that like candidate quality matters. But, you know, the United States Senate. Yeah. And Trump freaked out when McConnell said that because the quality, quote unquote, quality candidates that he's talking about are like less qualified candidates are all Trump people. That's funny. He didn't even say Trump's name. Trump just heard low quality and was like, I heard you talk about me. Low quality candidates? You mean me? <laughs> Do you talk about the education I provide or the stakes or any of the things <laughs> or the hotel? <laughs> uh, I give everybody three parts of the nuclear code when they come to visit. He freaked out on Truth Social and was like, and literally went so hard immediately. He was like, Mitch McConnell is a washed up <laughs> political hack and he's got a crazy wife. Like he went absolutely 100 immediately. He's like, it's, it went full to we're bringing wives into it. <laughs> yes. Crazy. Because he heard low quality candidate. Yeah. And he knew they were talking about him. I mean, he was right. He was he talking was right. about him. He was right. Let them fight. Let them fight. That is our show. Thank you for joining us, Bridget. Until the end of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Billy Tamaras. I'm Bridget Schwartz. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast. Bye. The Betcha Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.